your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 463 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just wanted to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And we are going to begin today with what else? The awesome news that Adam Fox has agreed to a long-term contract extension with the New York Rangers. He signs a deal for seven years and $66.5 million, an average annual value of $9.5 million a season. So we're going to start by discussing that. And just so you guys kind of know how today's episode is going to work, it is Tuesday morning as I'm recording this portion here. And then, of course, the Rangers back in action tonight in Vancouver against the Canucks at 10 p.m., so we're going to be staying up late for that game. And once that game happens and concludes, I will uh, use whatever time is left in this episode to briefly discuss that game. But we got to start with the man of the hour here, and that is obviously Adam Fox. And, you know, it's not too often that $9.5 million a season can be considered a steal, but I really do think this is one of those rare exceptions because Adam Fox is just the total package right now. He's everything you could possibly want in an NHL defenseman. It's very difficult to believe that he's only just starting his third year in the NHL. He looks wise beyond his years. And, again, just a phenomenal player, the prototypical defenseman that you would want as an NHL GM or a fan of any team or whatever it might be, anybody who has any kind of interest in hockey. This is the kind of guy you want to build around. And I really do think that if you ask all 32 NHL GMs right now, okay, you can have one defenseman to build around for many, many years going forward. I think just about every single one of them is going to say Adam Fox. There might be some love for Kale McCarr. Maybe even Victor Hedman gets a little bit of attention as well. But Hedman's a little bit older. He's 30. And I do think Adam Fox right now, uh, in addition to being so young at just 23 years old, is the bonafide best blue liner in this league. And I think just about every NHL GM, like I said, if you gave them the pick, you could just snap your fingers and you've got one defenseman on your team and you can build around this guy. I think just about every single one of them is going to say Adam Fox. I know I would. Obviously, we're all a little bit Ranger bias, but be that as it may, Adam Fox is my guy and I'm, I'm just absolutely thrilled that he's going to be here for the foreseeable future. And it's crazy because, you know, the Rangers, they really had high hopes for Adam Fox when they acquired him from the Carolina Hurricanes a few years ago. More on that trade in just a second. But he has surpassed every single expectation that anyone could have possibly had. At the time, the general consensus was that Adam Fox was going to be a really, really good offensive defenseman. But there was at least a little bit of concern that, well, maybe his defensive game isn't there all the way just yet. But it was and it still is because as I mentioned once or twice in the past, I'm not even convinced that Adam Fox isn't better defensively than he is offensively. And we're talking about a defenseman who flirts with being a point per game player, but that's how good he is. Like I said, just the absolute complete package. And obviously he was rewarded for his efforts last season. He won the Norris Trophy, becoming just the second defenseman to ever win the award in his second season. The other one was Bobby Orr. So obviously Adam Fox in some rarefied air, and some very, very good company as well. And I might as well just go ahead and kind of run through his stats. I mean, we all watch Adam Fox on a nightly basis or, you know, whenever the Rangers play, but 
I think it just bears repeating, you know, given the fact that they've committed this many years and this much money to him, I think we just got to kind of reinforce everything that he's that he's done, and we will turn to the stats for that. So this past season, like I said, Norris Trophy winning defenseman Adam Fox, 55 games out of a possible 56. Obviously, the season was shorter last year, but he has five goals, 42 assists, so a total of 47 points in 55 games. Like I said, flirting with the point-per-game territory. He was a plus 19 and he had 21 assists on the power play, two goals on the power play, dished out 23 hits, and blocked 102 shots. And like I said, rewarded for what was just a phenomenal season, winning the Norris Trophy. And it's crazy. This is something else that I mentioned in the past as well. But, you know, you're obviously rooting for your guy. You want to see Adam Fox get the recognition that we as Ranger fans all know that he very much deserves. But at the same time, you're very happy, very excited when he wins the Norris Trophy. But then it's also kind of like, oh boy, because you know at that moment that he has now been recognized as the best defenseman in this game. And so Adam Fox would be well within his right to ask to be paid as the top defenseman in the NHL. And he pretty much is. We'll get more into the financials of the contract in just a second. But I also just want to turn some attention to his rookie season as well. You know, we talked about how he won the Norris Trophy this past year. He was also the Ranger MVP this past year, and he won the Stephen McDonald Extra Effort Award. I thought he got snubbed in his rookie season from not at least being one of the three nominees for Rookie of the Year. I'm not saying that he absolutely had to win it, but I thought he at least should have been one of the three finalists. He was not. Obviously, he didn't let it bother him too much because the next season he goes out and wins the Norris. But a phenomenal rookie season as well. I'll give you the stats for that real quick here. In 2019-2020, 70 games played, 8 goals, 34 assists, 42 points. He was a plus 22 overall. He had one goal on the power play and 12 assists on the power play. He dished out 35 hits, and came up with 92 blocked shots. And since we're going through the ringer here, might as well talk about what he's done this season. Small sample size, but Adam Fox has obviously just picked up where he left off from last year and even the season before that. Nine games played with the Rangers this season, two goals, seven assists, so right at the point-per-game plateau. Again, small sample size, but he's obviously stormed out of the starting blocks here. He's a plus five. He has three assists on the power play and has dished out five hits and blocked 14 shots. And through his career, averaging 21 minutes and 38 seconds of ice time per night, this season, 24 minutes and 16 seconds of ice time per night. So you can go by the stats. You can go by the eye test. I don't think there's a single person who follows this league, even if they hate the Rangers, right? Because obviously, you know, there's, there's some rivals out there and, you know, Fans of the Islanders don't like the Rangers very much, and I'm sure fans of the Flyers don't like the Rangers very much. That's all well and good. I don't think there's a single soul out there that can deny just how good Adam Fox is and just how deserving of this contract that he is. And we're going to talk more about it in just a second here. But first, I just wanted to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. In case you don't know, Shopify is a complete commerce platform that lets you start, grow, and manage a business. The subscription-based software allows anyone to set up an online store and sell their products. Shopify store owners can also sell in physical locations using Shopify POS, our point-of-sale app and accompanying hardware. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business so upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility, and Shopify helps you make your entrepreneurial dreams come true. Go to shopify.com slash locked on NHL, all lowercase, for a free 
14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash locked on NHL right now. Shopify.com slash locked on NHL. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is also brought to you by Built Bar. I love Thanksgiving, all of the good foods and treats and plenty of them, but maybe you want a yummy dessert that isn't so full of calories and sugar. It's the perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 to 5 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with coconut Built Bar, or go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of that raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein, covered in 100% real chocolate. There's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, so we're going to continue to go over the finer details of this contract and just kind of list all the reasons why I think it's an awesome deal for the New York Rangers and for Adam Fox as well. He obviously gets a very sizable raise here and is going to be doing quite well for himself over the next seven seasons. But first, I just want to kind of uh, talk about Adam Fox's origin story a little bit, so to speak, because I think it's important to understand how he came to be on the Rangers and just how good of a move it was from the Rangers to bring him in. So for starters, Adam Fox was drafted by the Calgary Flames back in 2016. He was taken in the third round, which obviously, look, hindsight's always 2020, but that's way too late for Adam Fox. And he went number 66 overall back then. And he's then traded in 2018 from the Flames to the Carolina Hurricanes. You have Fox, Dougie Hamilton, and Michael Furland going to the Carolina Hurricanes, and Elias Lindholm and Noah Hannafin going to the Calgary Flames. And then the Rangers end up acquiring him from the Canes in April of 2019. The Rangers give up a second-round pick and a conditional third-round pick that ended up turning into a second-round pick. So two second-round picks for Adam Fox. You would sign up for that every single time. Obviously, the Canes didn't know what a great player he was going to turn out to be, but the Rangers absolutely stole him from the Carolina Hurricanes. So that's the first thing. You know, obviously, Adam Fox, I mean, you you could kind of say that he's homegrown because he never made his NHL debut with the Flames or the Canes, but at the same time, you know, he went through two other franchises before he came to the New York Rangers, so that's pretty crazy to think about, and the Rangers obviously saw something special in Adam Fox, or maybe they didn't see something special. Maybe they saw something good in him, and then they were actually pleasantly surprised when he turned out to be, once again, the best defenseman in hockey, but either way, Rangers absolutely stealing him from the Carolina Hurricanes. And I, like a lot of New York Ranger fans, absolutely thrilled that they did so. Something else about this contract, because, you know, most contracts, they carry at least a little bit of risk. When you're signing a big-time, bonafide superstar player to a long-term extension for a lot of money, there's always kind of the concern, at least some concern, no matter who it is, that, you know, toward the end of the contract, maybe this isn't looking so good. Maybe it's a situation where the Rangers or whatever team it might be, whatever sport it might be, they have to kind of overpay somebody and end up giving them uh, one or two more years than they would actually like to, and you kind of just bite the bullet and accept the fact that by the time we're into year seven or eight of an eight-year contract, and again, this is any sport, any player, that contract might not be looking so good. But with Adam Fox, I don't think that's the case at all. This is as risk-free 
of a big money long-term contract as you will ever see because something that I haven't really seen a whole lot of people talk about, and it's something that any of us can figure out simply by doing the math, but I think it bears talking about here. Do you guys realize that when this new Adam Fox contract ends, even though it's for seven years and $66.5 million, Adam Fox will have just turned 31 years old. Lock him up again. I mean, he really might cash in again on his next deal when this one expires. When free agency rolls around in the futuristic-sounding year of 2029, we might be looking at a situation where he could still be one of the most coveted, unrestricted free agents on the market, provided, of course, that he actually reaches free agency and that the Rangers haven't already locked him up once again because I get the feeling Adam Fox, the trajectory that he's on, he's going to be one of the best defense in, in the league for the foreseeable future. And it's not like he's going to be ancient when this contract ends. He's only going to be 31. He will have just turned 31 years old. And the Rangers might very well be in a spot where, you know, they're going into the last year of Adam Fox's contract and they look at it and say, oh man, we got to get this guy locked up again because he's still a phenomenal player. And we'll see what Adam Fox's next contract looks like. But not only is he making $9.5 million over the next seven seasons, Fox is completely set up to cash in a second time uh, with another enormous contract when this one expires. Again, it's a ways off. It's seven years into the future. It's not until 2029, but he very well could be looking at maybe even a raise on the current contract that he already has, which is absolutely crazy to think about. I also think there are some similarities between Adam Fox signing this extension and Mika Zibanejad signing his extension right before the start of the regular season. It's somewhat similar, also a little bit different. I'll break down all that right here, right now. I think Adam Fox, similar to Mika Zibanejad, gave the Rangers a little bit of a break here. Now, you might hear that and not agree at first glance, given that he's making $9.5 million a season for the next seven years. But when you compare him to some of the other defensemen around the league and their salaries and some of the recent extensions more specifically, you've got Kale McCarr for the Colorado Avalanche, one of the, along with Adam Fox, I would say probably the two best young defensemen in the league. Two guys that you'd absolutely love to build around if you were a GM of an NHL hockey team. Kale McCarr is getting $9 million a season over the next six years. So slightly less money, but still obviously a good chunk of change for somebody who's an elite defenseman. Then you've got Charlie McAvoy, and this one made me really nervous because in the offseason, I believe that this was also right before the season started, but McAvoy signed an eight-year extension with the Bruins worth $9.5 million per season. So McAvoy, despite not winning the Norris last year, despite not even being a Norris finalist nominee, ends up getting the same amount of money per season as Adam Fox plus an extra season, eight years instead of Fox's seven. When McAvoy signed that deal, I started thinking that it was going to take upwards of, you know, $10 million, $10.5 million a season to get Adam Fox to sign on the dotted line. And I think if Adam Fox really wanted to play hardball, he could have held out and maybe uh, forced the Rangers' hand a little bit and forced them to give him a little bit more money. As it is, he signs for $9.5 million, which once again sounds like a bargain, sounds like a steal. And that sounds crazy that for that amount of money, you can almost consider it something of a no-brainer to keep this guy in the fold. But I think that's the reality of the situation here. As far as why this situation is a little bit different from Mika Zibanejad, Mika was due to become an unrestricted free agent at the end of this season. Fox was quite a ways away from unrestricted free agency. Uh, so Mika was perhaps in position to play hardball a little bit more than Adam Fox was. I mean, first of all, Mika has already made a lot of money in this league. 
League, his most recent deal alone, uh, the one that was going to end at the end of this season prior to him signing the extension, was for five years, $26.75 million. And as we already mentioned, Mika was going to be a UFA at the end of this season. So Mika could have held out until the end of the year, got some other teams involved, kind of driven his own price a little bit higher. Mika was in a position to play hardball a little bit more than Adam Fox was. With Fox, it's now his third season in the league. He's playing out his entry-level deal, and he's only making $925,000 a season. I mean, I say only, but for a professional athlete, and especially a very, very good one in Adam Fox, that's not really a lot of money. So, I mean, Adam Fox is 23 years old. Think about yourself at 23 years old. Some of you might be 23 years old. Some of you might still be approaching 23 years old. Say the Rangers come up to you at that age with an offer to stay in New York where you've been successful, and they're going to give you $9.5 million dollars per year over the next seven years if you just sign on the dotted line. Are you really going to say no to that? Are you really going to hold out for just a little bit more and, you know, take the risk of, you know, something happening, whether it's an injury or anything like that? I mean, God forbid, knock on wood for sure. But yeah, I don't think too many people at the age of 23 are saying no to nine and a half million dollars per season. And so it's a win for the Rangers. It's a win for Adam Fox as well. But I do think Fox, once again, if he really, really wanted to play hardball, he probably could have. And instead, uh, you know, he decides he's happy here, decides $9.5 million sounds pretty good to him, and he signs the dotted line. And again, could not be more thrilled that Adam Fox will stay with the New York Rangers for the foreseeable future. One other thing that I just wanted to mention real quick here is the salary cap situation for next season. And this is something that we'll dive into much greater detail in a future episode somewhere down the line. But assuming the salary cap goes to $82.5 million next season, which I believe is what the plan is, the Rangers will have 17 players under contract for 2022-2023, and they will have about $10.7 million in cap space to fill out the rest of the roster. And there's always tinkering with the roster. There could be some trades made between now and then, but we'll see how it all shakes out. But as things stand right now, 17 players under contract for next season, $10.7 million in cap space to fill out the roster. And after the Rangers re-sign Mika and Fox, I don't think any more long-term extensions are really all that imminent. I mean, there aren't really any players that you feel a sense of urgency to have to get them signed long-term. I would say as far as guys who... Uh, their future could be uncertain with the Rangers. You've got Ryan Strom as an unrestricted free agent when this season ends. I think the Rangers will probably cross that bridge when they get to it. I don't see them kind of negotiating a long-term deal with Ryan Strom. It could go either way. I do think that Strom could be in a similar situation as Pavel Buchnevich, where the Rangers just don't feel like they can afford him, especially when they look at young players like Alexi Lafreniere and Capo Caco and Philip Hedl and Keandre Miller Guys like that who are eventually going to have to be paid by this team. I just feel like Ryan Strom could end up being a little bit of a cap casualty, but I wouldn't completely rule it out either. It could come down, well, it will come down to years and dollars, and if Ryan Strom is willing to take something of a hometown discount. And of course, it also depends on what other teams are willing to give to Ryan Strom. So we'll see what happens there. He's the biggest unrestricted free agent remaining for the Rangers, at least guys that are UFAs at the end of the season. Uh, you could throw Kevin Rooney in there as well. You know, maybe the Rangers can come to some kind of an agreement with him. But I think we got to give a shout out to Chris Drury for getting these deals done with Mika Zibanejad and Adam Fox. You absolutely could not let Adam Fox walk. And Mika Zibanejad, I've always been in favor of keeping him around as well, really emerged as a team leader. And both these guys are so important to the Rangers. They play so many different roles. They're both obviously huge parts of the power play. They're huge parts of the penalty kill. These are leaders and guys that you want to build around going forward. And I think that both of them are worth every single penny that they got from this team. And we will continue 
talking about, you know, the long-term future of the Rangers and the salary cap situation and all that good stuff. We'll discuss that in a future episode. Uh, but I did want to turn our attention to the Rangers and Canucks game that started at 10 p.m. on Tuesday. A lot of people staying up late to watch that game. We will get to that in just a second. But first, I just wanted to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. We are back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. You know, I was really hoping that after this news of the Adam Fox extension that we could then conclude today's episode by talking about an exciting Ranger win in Vancouver. And through two periods, it kind of looked like that's where we were headed. Uh, it was not a perfect game by the Rangers. And once again, Igor Shesterkin was kind of the star of the evening for this Ranger team. Uh, but be that as it may, they were still obviously in good position. And it seemed like it was a game that was theirs for the taking. They could close out with some authority. Unfortunately, bit of a slow start in the third period, JT Miller the old Rangers scores just 129 into the third, and then Vasily Podkolzin scores 519 into the third, and just like that, the game is tied at two. The Rangers had a golden opportunity down the stretch in this game. They had a five-on-three. Now, granted, they only had the five-on-three advantage for 36 seconds, but, you know, it's still an extended power play. You'd like to think that the Rangers would be able to pot one there. Unfortunately, they were not able to do it. They did have some chances, to be fair, and... Thatcher Demko with what I would consider to be probably an early save of the year candidate. He was down on his stomach on the ice. This is while the Rangers are on the power play. And he doesn't have his stick, and he even loses his blocker. So he's down to basically his glove and his, you know, pads and his skates. And that's what he ends up using to make just a ridiculous save here. Artemi Panarin had a couple of chances on this power play, put the puck wide a couple of times, but then was also robbed by Thatcher Demko a couple of times as well. And on this one, again, Demko face down on the ice, on his stomach. He basically just lifts his legs into the air. So there might've been a little bit of luck involved in this, you know, just trying to get his legs up, get into some kind of a position where he could conceivably make a save. And that's what he does. Uh, a phenomenal save. The puck deflects off of his skate and out of harm's way, and the game stays tied just like that. And I kind of had a little bit of a sinking feeling when that happened that maybe the Rangers aren't going to win this game. I'm usually positive. I'm usually glass half full. I always think the Rangers can find a way. And obviously, this game went into overtime, and three-on-three is always a crapshoot anyway. But when you get a save like that at such a clutch spot in the game, you know, whether you're the Rangers, the Canucks, or any team in the league, it almost feels like your team should probably go on to win, and that's indeed what happened. JT Miller victimizes the Rangers again in overtime. Uh, what happened was Keandre Miller received a pass, went up the center of the ice, made a really nice move in the attacking zone to get around his guy, and was about to put the puck at the net. But Vancouver defended it very well and ended up, you know, getting the puck going in the opposite direction very quickly there. And JT Miller goes up the center of the ice. He's all by himself. There's not another Ranger in the frame. He goes in one-on-one -on -one with Igor Shesterkin. Naturally, Igor comes up clutch with yet another save. 
just stayed with him all the way, moved to his left, closed him off, didn't give him anything, didn't give him anywhere to shoot. Uh, unfortunately, JT Miller is able to corral the rebound. Igor didn't seem to know where the rebound was. It went kind of underneath him and might have even been uh, under his leg just for a, the briefest of seconds. But be that as it may, JT Miller still finds the puck, swoops around behind the net and comes out the other side and stuffs it in. And by the time Igor realized where the puck was, it was way too late. Barclay Goodrow was in there as well. He had a chance to get over there, but couldn't quite get there in time. And like I said, unfortunately, the Rangers victimized by one of their own, a former New York Ranger in JT Miller. He scores twice, once in the third period and once in the overtime period. And, you know, everything, like I said, it was set up for a Ranger win. They were up 2-0 after two periods. Uh, they got another goal, or his second goal, rather, from Mika Zibanejad, second goal of the season. Artemi Panarin gets his second goal of the season. Adam Fox, fresh off of his contract extension, he gets a pair of assists. It was a two-point night for Artemi Panarin as well. And on top of that, the Rangers went 2-5 for five on the power play, and the Canucks went 0-6. for six. So the Rangers continued to excel on the penalty kill as they've done all season, and they even got the power play going a little bit. The power play is showing signs of life recently. They go two for five. They score twice on the man advantage in this game, and you would think all that would add up to a win. Unfortunately, it did not. Just not a great third period by the Rangers. You do have to give some credit to the Vancouver Canucks. You could tell right from the opening faceoff in the third period that they had significantly more jump in their game. They got the puck deep, right away at the start of the third period. And Lindgren and Fox really uh, played well during that shift to kind of uh, limit their chances and at least get the puck out of the zone. But Vancouver stayed at it. They went right back in. And that's when JT Miller scored, like I said, just 129 into the third period. And the Canucks were sort of on their way after that. But again, yeah, I mean, the Rangers, it should have been a win. It's very disappointing that it's not. And after the Canucks tied this game at two in the third period, I started thinking like, okay, you know, Igor Shesterkin has been awesome for the Rangers all season. He's been the man. He's clearly been the team's MVP. He's an early front runner for the Vesna. And to me at that point, it was kind of like, okay, the Rangers need to pick him up. And I'm not saying that either one of the goals, any of the three goals actually, that he gave up were soft because they certainly were not. But the Canucks got him for two quick ones at the start of the third period. It's time for somebody on the Rangers to step it up, put one in the net, make something happen, and pick up Igor Shesterkin, much in the same way that Igor Shesterkin has basically been picking up this entire team the whole season. And unfortunately, that did not happen. And we just have to keep our fingers crossed, like I've been saying, that sooner or later, the Rangers figure it out offensively. I realize they've been finding a way to win games, and there's something positive to take from that. You know, finding a way to grind your way to two points, even when you're not at your best. But sooner or later, some of these guys that have not really been scoring, have not really been producing a whole lot of points, they're going to have to pick it up. You can't win every single game 2-1 to one and expect Igor Shesterkin to stand on his head every single night. And going back to something I just mentioned a second ago, and to kind of elaborate on that, the Rangers need to steal a win for Igor Shesterkin at some point this season. He's stolen enough wins for them. The Rangers need to find a way to win a game by a final score of like 5-4 to four within the next, I'd say, week or two. Now, ideally, you don't have a situation where Igor Shesterkin is surrendering four goals, but sooner or later, that's going to happen. And it already did happen in the one game against the Flames. The Flames got him for five goals in what was really his only uh, subpar performance of the season. But yeah, sooner or later, the Rangers offense needs to pick it up and they got to get one for Igor Shesterkin. Maybe Igor Shesterkin on a certain night just isn't sharp, doesn't have his A game, lets in a soft goal or two, but the Rangers explode offensively and they pick him up and they win a high scoring game. They get one back for him because he's, he's gotten them enough wins this season. The Rangers owe it to Igor Shesterkin to win a high scoring game at some point 
hopefully sooner rather than later. Again, ideally, we don't have a situation where Igor's giving up a bunch of goals, but there's a lot of games left. Sooner or later, Igor Shosturkin is going to step onto the ice and not have his A game. I know that's kind of hard to believe with everything that he's shown us so far this year, but it will happen, and when that does happen, you just hope that these Rangers skaters, like I said, can pick it up and uh, get him a high-scoring victory. The good news here is that despite obviously squandering a two-goal lead entering the third period and ultimately losing the game, which is something that you never want to do, but... Even though that is what happened, the Rangers still do get a point out of this. They are still 6-2-2 two, and two to start the season. That completely trumps everything that they've done to start the season in either of the two preceding seasons. And despite losing last night, they actually moved from third place up to second place in the standings. The Rangers now have 14 points. They trail only the Carolina Hurricanes, who are 8-0, so obviously they have 16 points. But the Rangers jumped the Washington Capitals with that overtime loss. The Capitals have 13 points, so they're one point behind the Rangers, and they also do have a game in hand. But yeah, I mean, obviously, we'll take this start to the season over anything that we've seen over these past two seasons, that is for sure. Uh, that will pretty much do it for today, guys. The only other bit of news is that it sounds like Vitaly Kravtsov will once again be loaned to KHL Tractor, and he's going to be playing there because apparently it's Groundhog Day. And I realize, you know, there's some people that say, you know, why let him play anywhere? Why allow him to do this? I think the, and I kind of had a similar thought when, when this news first broke, but I think the idea here is, uh, from Drury and the rest of the Ranger front office. Let him go play in the KHL. Let him do his thing there. And if Krasov actually plays well there, then that can start to rehab his trade value a little bit. And if you're the Rangers, you can ask a little bit more in return for Vitaly Krasov when you ultimately do trade him. And so as poorly as Vitaly Krasov has handled this situation and as unfortunate of a tenure as he's now had with the New York Rangers and as nice as it'll be when the Rangers do finally trade him, you do at this point, if you're a Ranger fan, have to root for Vitaly Krasov to succeed over there because obviously the better he does, the better the return package will be when the Rangers do move him. Uh, but that will pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It is free and available on all platforms.